Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Psychic Teachers. I'm your host, Deb Bowen. And I'm Samantha Fay. And we are just delighted and honored that you have joined us. Thank you so very much for being with us. Everybody wish Samantha a happy birthday from last week while we were away. Yes, thank you so much. Yes, absolutely. You know, I did put that on Facebook, Samantha. So, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, people wanted to know why we weren't on air, and so I wanted them to know. You told me. Sure. You know. So anyway, we are happy to be back with you tonight. We're going to talk about magical house cleaning, um, which, you know, we do all the time. We just may not conceptualize it that way. But that is our topic for tonight. And if you are a regular listener to our show, you know that before we get into the details of tonight's topic, uh, Samantha has a meditation and a crystal for you, and I have an animal for you of the week. So we'll do that and then get into our topic. Samantha, dear, where should we start? Um, I'll start with the meditation. Lovely. Thank you. Sure. So um, in keeping with our theme of magical housekeeping, I have a visualization I'd like us to do to make our home abundant and clean and clear and ready for magic. So if you could, um, if you're in a safe place to do so, close your eyes and take some nice deep breaths. And on each exhale, just see yourself letting go of the weekend, letting go of any worry or stress or anxiety. Press your toes into the floor so you can feel the grounded energy beneath you. See yourself cocooned in a field of white light. And I'd like for you to imagine yourself sitting in the center of your home. And I want you to imagine a beautiful, glistening, white broom. And I want you to see, almost like the Sorcerer's Apprentice, if you all remember the Mickey Mouse cartoon, see this magical broom just sweeping away throughout your home all on its own. You don't have to do any work. All you have to do is visualize it. And picture this magical broom going through each and every one of your rooms, sweeping away any old negative energy, any energy of fatigue, fighting, worry, ill health, anxiety. Just see the broom, just sweeping it away. You can imagine cobwebs just coming down from the corners of your rooms. See doors opening magically and the brooms just going and sweeping out any stuck debris there. Imagine the broom in your bathrooms, your kitchen, your attics, your garages if you have one, basements if you have one. Every nook and, cor- and cranny of your home, see this broom just sweeping up under beds, under tables, under armoires, desks, chest drawers, all old, stuck, stagnant, and negative energy. Just see it being cleaned and brushed and swept away with this magical broom. If there's any earthbounds that are in your space, see them being gently escorted outside of your home. And now imagine every window and door of your home just magically opening all on its own. And take a nice deep breath and say, I release all that is negative in my home to the white light. 
I let it go. I let it free. Take another deep breath and see this gentle breeze of positive, pure, light energy just breezing into your home through these open doors and windows. You can picture almost like like light, frosty, white wind just coming into your home and filling every corner, nook, and cranny of your home with its gentle, loving, protective energy. Again, picture this beautiful, positive, bright light of energy going into all of your rooms. See it filling up the corners. See it filling up the bathrooms, the closets, under the bed, going all the way up to the ceiling. See it sealing in the doors and windows with its positive energy. And now imagine yourself stepping outside of your home so that you can visualize yourself looking at your home. See all the doors and windows gently closing and envision your house surrounded in a shield of white light. Just see it encased in an egg shape. See it going above your home and below your home into the ground and surrounding it on all sides in this beautiful shield of white light. You can take this time to ask any angels, guides, or loved ones in heaven to always watch over your home and the family members that live with you as well. You can ask for an angel to be stationed at your home permanently to watch over you and everyone who lives in that home. Set your intention for your home. My home is a place of joy. My home is always open to health, wealth, love, and joy. My home is always protected. My home is my sanctuary. Pick an affirmation that feels right for you and place it above your home so that it is constantly shining its positive energy down on your surroundings. And when you're ready, take another deep breath and flutter your eyes open. Lovely, thank you. You're very welcome. So in keeping, again, with the theme, um, I think I've already discussed this stone, but I'm going to discuss it again. Um, Merlinite. Say it again. Merlinite. Oh, Merlinite. 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 Yes. Now, favorite rocks. There's a new stone, um, well, I don't know if it's new. It's new to me, called Mystic, Mystical Merlinite. This is not what I'm talking about. Mystical Merlinite kind of looks like, um, you know, like that shiny granite counter you can buy? Mm-hmm. That's kind of what Mystical Merlinite looks like. It's really, really black. It looks like like really, really black Labradorite. No, that's not what real Merlinite looks like. Yes, so I just want to make that really clear. Um, real Merlinite is sometimes called dendritic agate, and it always has a white and a black to it. So it's a really good stone to help you blend the duality in your life. So I'm going to talk a little bit about what the Crystal Bible says about Merlinite, and then um, we can add a little bit to it. Merlinite is a magical stone that holds the imprint of the combined knowledge of shamans, alchemists, magicians, um, and other workers of magic. Its dual color blends the spiritual and earthly vibrations together, giving access to the spiritual and shamanic realms. This stone supports shamanic practices or magic rituals. It facilitates reading the Akashic records, inducing travel into the past or future lives to gain insight on how to live in, how to live life. Merlinite can help bring magic into your life. It can also be used for past life healing. It can help bring harmony into the present life. It balances yin-yang and masculine-feminine energies. It helps to balance the conscious and subconscious, the intellect, and the intuition. So it helps you also to call on Merlin-type energy. If you resonate with Merlin or John Dee or Nicholas Flamel or, um, you know, the type of wizards from um, Hogwarts or um, The Hobbit, then Merlinite would be a really good stone for you. It does, because it has that dark, darkness in its stone what it also helps you do when you meditate with merlinite it really helps you um 
get to the dark parts of yourself. And by dark, I don't mean bad. I just mean parts that we hide from ourselves that need to be brought into the light to be healed. So Merlinite does help you do that, and you do need to be careful. You have to be ready to work with Merlinite because of that. Um, It is a very protective stone. It's also um, highly recommended for mediums. Uh, It does help you call upon um, help and guidance from your loved ones on the other side. Because it helps you to access the Akashic Records, it's recommended for readers because it helps you to give messages to your clients in a very concise and helpful way. Do you want to add anything about your experiences with Merlinite? I sure do. Um, I I, I just have one piece, and I bought it in uh, Boscastle in Cornwall. And that was one of the reasons I went to Boscastle was to get that rock. And it's just a, mine's a small tumbled piece, and it is exactly what you say. It's kind of veined black and white. Um, It's not the most beautiful stone in the world. But um, your comment that, uh, who who was it you were working with, Judy Hall, as you were reading that, uh, Mm -hmm. about balancing the intellect and the intuition, um, Melody says the same thing. And as I have been over the past couple of months working with some new levels of um, information that's coming to me intuitively, um, I, I did a grid... I guess it was for the new moon in May. Um, I did a grid that included my Merlinite to ask for balance and clarity between um, what I know intellectually and what I am receiving intuitively. And that I think that was a very helpful grid. A lot of good things came out of it, and I attributed a lot of that to including Merlinite in that grid. Very cool. Yeah, I um I have a small piece that doesn't really resonate with me. I don't I don't know. I have to get a new piece. I and I've been looking and looking and I, I at Merlinite was that a piece I brought you from England? No, you did not. That is not that piece. I don't think you got me Merlinite from England. I think I got you Bluestone, but I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Um. And I keep looking, and I, you know, it's it's just, it's a, always a good reminder to me. Like sometimes I have bought a stone just because I want the stone, and that never works for me. I always need to find the stone that is, you know, speaking to me somehow. So I'm still on the hunt. I'll find one eventually. You you will, because my my piece of Merlinite and I are buddies. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so who is our um? Our four-legged person of the week. Our four—it's actually a winged person of the week. Oh, that's right. That's okay. Um, you know, sometimes I—well, I, I fairly frequently actually I get emails from listeners asking me to talk about a specific uh, winged, four-legged, swimming, crawling person of the week. And one of the requests I got a while back was Roadrunner, and I was uh, working my way through other requests, and, and so I've gotten to Roadrunner tonight. And I realized that Roadrunner really is a great person for us to be talking about tonight as we're talking about house clearing. Now, most of us know that cartoon character, Roadrunner guy, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what cartoon that was, but you know what I'm talking about. Warner Brothers, yeah. But it is true. Uh, Some of of what we saw in that cartoon is indeed um, true about this particular bird. He does represent mental speed and agility. Um, He is somebody who um, adapts to life on both the ground uh, and occasionally to be able to fly, but they have really become ground birds. They're really a ground-dwelling cuckoo, actually. However, they are extremely fast. This bird can run 18 miles an hour. Isn't that interesting? Wow, that is. So so Roadrunner teaches us to think quickly on our feet. Mm-hmm. It helps us to learn to shift thought processes with speed and agility. It helps you to stop, start, shift, move our lives in another direction, which for some people is the way we clean house. Other people are very methodical about it, but some people are, you know, all over the place when they, when they clean a house. And so um, Roadrunner helps us to evaluate how we go about undertaking a task and what our 
relationship with the task is. Do we go at it like a road runner? Are we more methodical about that? Um, and so I find this interesting. Instead of planning and never completing something, Roadrunner teaches us that there can be an increased opportunity to plan and set, and set plans in motion. And I'm reading here from Ted Andrews. Individuals with the Roadrunner as a totem are always thinking. It is sometimes hard to follow their train of thought, but if they can be slowed down, they can show you connections and stimulate ideas you had not thought possible. Nice, if they can be slowed down. If they can be slowed down. And isn't that the way we often live our lives? Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people I know um, address many t- chores and tasks in their lives from that real frenetic way of doing things. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about another approach to house caring cleaning tonight. Yes, yes. You know, in some of the research I was doing for the show tonight, um, I, I read if you feel the need to slow down, that you should buy a um, like a little turtle statue and just keep it either in your bedroom or your kitchen as like a reminder of you, that you need to slow down. I thought that was kind of a neat little subconscious call to your soul. Think about the great big turtle by my front door. Oh, that's right. Myrtle, right? Myrtle, the purple turtle. Myrtle, the purple turtle. Right. I had... um. I want to jump into our topic. I just want to tell the story real quick. You know how I have my friend that I've been walking with most days for years? Right. Well, we're getting a little bored of our hood. So a couple of days a week, we drive to a different park and just walk there. Uh-huh. And we go to one park in town, and we every time we walk our neighborhood, we see a woodpecker and a hawk. Uh-huh. And after, like, months and months of this, I'm like, okay, well, clearly a woodpecker lives here and a hawk lives here, and it's not the end of the world. Um the woodpecker, though, I think is kind of going crazy because he's always pecking the, the metal stop sign. breaks my heart. But anyway, so we go to this new park, and we see Lord, yeah. a woodpecker and a hawk. So then we go to another park another day, and we see a woodpecker and a hawk. And my friend, who's not into any of this stuff, I'm like, oh, my gosh, let's stop. Let's just look at this hawk for a moment. This is so cool. And she's like, uh-huh. So anyway, I told my pastor I can't teach two Sunday school classes. And I'm like, she's missing it. So then we drive home from the park. And, of course, with the wonderful, wonderful luck I've been having this month, I get a flat tire. Oh, no. So I know. So we pull over and um, call my husband. and wait, We're waiting for him. And a hawk flies over us and literally stayed with us the entire time. It sat on top of a pine tree. And just took care of you and watched you. Yeah. yeah. So, so neat. Um, oh, but, she, okay, she doesn't think they have, they're bringing us messages. But she did, t- it wasn't a red-tailed hawk. She was able to tell me that. It's, um, she could tell by its cry that it was a different hawk. Uh-huh. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? I think it starts with a C. Covey Hawk? No. A Cooper's Hawk. Cooper's Hawk. That's it. Yes. Okay. Cooper's Hawk. Mm-hmm. Um, but she doesn't understand that that woodpecker and hawk are messages for you guys? No. Honey, if it ain't in the Bible, it ain't real. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, well, when I... Okay, so I'm going to talk about brooms in the Bible in a little while. <laughs> I am. In there. Okay. Okay. I'm telling you the truth. And somebody in the chat room says you need to learn to change a tire. And oh, I just no. No, Mr. Dunn. I am, like, bizarrely proud of two facts in my life. One, I have no clue how to change a tire. And two, I have never and nor will I ever mow a lawn. I don't know why I'm proud of those facts. It's ridiculous. I can, I can mow a lawn, but I'm not changing a tire either. That's what other folks That's what I pay AAA for, and that's why I have my husband. <laughs> okay, all right, enough of no, that. No, I'm serious. He's absolutely right, though. I do need to learn that. No, you don't. I just don't um, want you do not. Right. I, sometimes I'll tell you a story about my mom, of the sweet southern lady that she was, and about tire changing. But I won't bore <laughs> people with that story tonight. <laughs> so, <laughs> my mama had lots to think about that, you know. Uh, okay, Samantha, so let's talk about house cleaning. Okay. All right. Uh, how do you clean house just before we just before we go off on to talking about some ideas? Oh, well, I now have slave labor. You have what? I, I have slave labor now. 
I'm very excited. I have children. This is my new thing I've done. If any of you guys have children, this has worked miracles for me. So I, I have three kids, so I picked three roles. One is Red Riding Hood, and whoever each, each week they switch roles. So whoever is Red Riding Hood that week, they, they're mommy's helper. So they help me cook dinner, breakfast, lunch, dinner. They help me empty the dishwasher. They have to set the table, clear the table, pack lunches, all that type of stuff. Um, you know, like get the shoes away from the back door, you know, all that stuff. Then there's um, Cinderella. And Cinderella is in charge of the forest, so she vacuums and swiffers and steams the forest. And then there's Beauty and the Bathroom Beast, and she's in charge of the bathrooms. Ta-da! It works beautifully, and I pay them $5 a week. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, I came from a family where that was just my job. From the time I was about 14 until I left home. All of the house cleaning, all of the laundry, and all of the ironing, and some of the cooking was my responsibility, and caring for my younger sister. Wow. What did I get paid? Nothing. That is correct. Well, see, but my thing is, first of all, I want to pay them because I want them to learn money. You know, I want them, I'm not buying them anything this summer, I told them, except like, you know, food and clothes and Blah, blah, blah. But anything extra they want, they're going to have to use that allowance. So we'll see. But anyway, to really answer your question, how I clean my house, um, Monday is always my laundry day. I change all the sheets in my house every Monday. Do you cook red beans and rice? No, I do not. You know why I I ask you that question? No, I do not. Because that is a New Orleans thing. Red beans and rice. Uh, was uh, what, what women in historically in New Orleans did on laundry day, which was Monday. They made red beans and rice for supper while they were doing laundry. Wow. No, I just think it's Blue Monday, so I do all my annoying laundry on that day. Okay. Um, and then, you know, it I takes me like an hour to clean my house. I do it every morning. I clean the bathrooms, make the beds, scrub down the counters. It's nothing thrilling. How about you? Uh, I I am, am different than that. Um, I do most of my housekeeping towards the end of the week in preparation for the weekend and company coming and, and that sort of thing. Um, and I am very methodical. I start at the back of the house and uh, do bedrooms and um, um computer rooms, and then I do bathrooms, and then I do living rooms, and then, and I end up in the kitchen, and I always do the floors last. I'm kind of OCD about house cleaning, and I listen to Joan Baez. Yeah, I was just going to say, because someone had um, written in the chat room, I wish I could make myself clean regularly. I really struggle with it. I mean, I think we all do. It's not fun, so I have to distract myself. Oh, isn't that interesting? I find it very cathartic and very rewarding. And the last things I do, That's true. you know, I, I clean the house physically, then I clean the house spiritually with sage and and clear it out, and then I burn incense or I spray your spray mm-hmm. uh, around my house. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's always, there's always that process of cleaning it physically and spiritually. Mm-hmm. As, I, as I do this. But, you know, there's a wealth of information out there on the Internet about using non-toxic products, uh, like this is a new thing, you know, that people have suddenly decided that, gosh, you know, with vinegar and bacon soda you can conquer the world. And and if my grandmama was alive, she would just shake her head. I, I, I grew up cleaning with that stuff, you know, and living right. You know that sort of thing, um, but there are some cautions, you know, about about doing um, using some of those essential oils and that sort of thing. And I want to talk about some of those. But before I do that, I want to talk about the broom. Okay. Okay. Because we were talking about brooms earlier, um, and in every witch's house that I know of, there are brooms hanging. There are brooms hanging. Um, there's a broom by my front door outside. Uh, there's a broom on my hearth. Actually, there are two brooms on my hearth. One is there for decoration. One is there, uh, you know, to clean for when I burn a fire. And then there are brooms 
there's a broom in the garage that's used for outdoor. There's a broom for the kitchen. You know, we got all these brooms. But you were talking about the Bible, so I just have to read you this. This is from Isaiah. I will sweep it with the besom of destruction, saith the Lord of hosts. And in Luke it says, Or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Does she not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? So there's this, even from the biblical perspective, that there's some kind of connection to spirit and and brooms. Uh, Brooms are often considered to be both a marriage of masculine and feminine energy. Think of the handle as being masculine and the twigs themselves as being feminine. Um, historically, brooms were made from hazel and hazelwood. The, the um, handle and the twig, twigs were made from birch twigs. Um, some folks say there's a there's an, a superstition that says that if you have a broom by your front door and the um, twigs are down, so it's hanging up by the handle, for example, it's a welcome to come in. If it's hung upside down, it means not accepting company right now. Thank you very much. Go away. But brooms are used to sweep away negative energy. Uh, they're used to, they're used to um, clear away and cast away anything that's that's come into your space that's negative. And I don't I don't know about you, and certainly I think of this from a metaphysical perspective, but from a physical perspective. One of the last things I do, of course, is sweeping and mop the kitchen floor. And there's something just wonderful about that being kind of the end of my cleaning process. And I really have swept that stuff out of the house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Listening to you reminds me of my favorite scene from Practical Magic. When they get, have you seen that movie? I read the book. How many times? <laughs> I know. And they get all the brooms, and that one lady brings like a dust poster. I love that. <laughs> Yes, I know. It's, yeah, I think that's so funny. Yeah, I know it. Um, so there, so there you go with some brooms. But but let's just talk about some practical things. Okay. About this. Okay. All right. Um, I'm actually on. So just so folks can know where I'm getting this, I'm actually on uh, Rodell's Organic Life website, and um, this is a book that's coming out. Uh, I'm quoting here called Rodell's 21st Century Herbal by Michael Balick, and he is the vice president for botanical science at New York Botanical Gardens. And his he says, first of all, first and foremost, just like my grandma, white vinegar. White vinegar just does everything. White vinegar, lemon juice. Uh, all natural Castile soap. Um, and then the, he talks a lot about the various kinds of herbs. But but here's an example of a suggestion that he, he gives. Um, here's something called a gentle spearmint scrubber. This is a non-scratching, chlorine-free paste that's perfect for cleaning cookware, countertops, and porcelain sinks and tubs. Lemon and ver, lemon verbena essential oils also work well in the place of spearmint. The ingredients are a cup of baking soda, a tablespoon of Castile soap, 10 to 12 drops of essential oil, and warm water. And then put them all together in a dark glass jar um, until you form a paste with enough water to to form a paste. Stir in the essential oil, apply for surfaces, wait five minutes, and then scrub with a sponge and rinse off. Doesn't that sound just a lovely way to clean a a countertop? Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. All right, let's add some magic to it, though. Okay. If you add basil leaves or basil oil to your floor wash, it will clear the energetic clutter in your home and make way for cash flow. Do you grow basil? I do, of course. Yeah, I thought so. Of course. I have um, lemon basil that I've been growing and using for that purpose. Uh Uh-huh. I like African basil, too. I love the way that smells. You can also, um, one thing I do think is important is to keep your front door area super clean because for feng shui, that like allows all the good energy to come in. Right. Um, and, you know, think about it. When you go up to your front door, look up because we forget sometimes to sweep up there 
you know, there are a lot of cobwebs get stuck up there, and it's important to make sure to sweep those or power wash around there. Um, but you can put basil leaves underneath the front mat of your door, and that will allow wealth to come in as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, marigold, basil, thyme, and yarrow are good things for uh, bringing abundance. Nice. Marigold, basil, thyme, and yarrow. I read um, a really cute little thing you can do um, in – there's two books called Magical Housekeeping that I like. One is by Tess Whitehurst. Um, she has a really great website that I recommend, too, with lots of fun suggestions. Mm-hmm. Um, her book is Magical Housekeeping, Simple Charms and Practical Tips for Creating a Harmonious Home. And then Scott Cunningham, uh, who has passed but still has left us amazing books, um, has a book of the same name, yes, uh, Magical Housekeeping. Yes. And one of the things that she she suggests, and someone has asked, um, you know, are there any special tips for living in an apartment? And this one that I'm going to say can, doesn't matter if you're in an apartment, a townhouse, a home, or a castle. You, you get a plant, like you could get a basil plant or um, a jade or a bamboo, something that symbolizes abundance and wealth to you. And you can put it in the money corner of your home, which is the southeast corner, or you can place it by your front door. Um, which in feng shui is the career center of your home, but also is where we invite good luck in. And you can get a little good luck green frog, little tiny green frog. You can get them at lots of places, like the craft store, for example, would have them. Um, And you put that little frog in that plant, like just right on top of the soil or on a little leaf. And you do this on the new moon. So you have to wait till the till the night of the new moon. You put your little frog in there and you put one penny into the soil. And as you do, you whisper to the little frog, thank you for bringing me good luck and abundance. And then you do that every single night for 15 nights until you're to the next stage of the next moon. And then you charge up that little frog and that plant to bring you good luck into your home. I love that. that. I know I do too. That's wonderful. You know, my grandma always used to say that you should plant rosemary by your front door for remembrance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for as long as I can remember, I have had some kind of rosemary by my front door. There's a rosemary plant out there next to the myrtle, the turtle. Well, I was talking to my wonderful friend Susan this morning, who had been at a workshop. I, I, I wish we had planned ahead enough with this discussion and maybe at some point we will have Susan on she has just done some um a workshop on essential oils in the past couple of days and the presenter was talking about research that's being done that is showing that rosemary is a particularly good plant the oils from rosemary for helping people with alzheimers oh. I, well you know once again how many how long ago did my grandma know rosemary was for remembrance? Wow. Oh, I watched The Notebook again the other night and just oh, cried. Oh, I can't cried. do it. It hurts my heart. I know, I know. Anyway, all right, that's good to know. Rosemary for remembrance, um, for right. lots of different remembrances. Absolutely. And, um, you know, so we use sage a lot for spiritual cleaning, mm-hmm. the rosemary for that. But lemon is another one of those cleansing, kind of purifying uh, oils and from lemon juice, plain old lemon juice, to lemon verbena, lemon balm, for example. In fact, I'm getting ready to harvest a bunch of lemon balm this week, so if you want me to dry you some, I will. Okay, that'd be great. You know, this isn't magical, but gosh, it's magical to me. If you, you know, like you buy something at a store and it has like a price tag on it and you can never, ever get that stupid price tag off, I seriously want to write to all companies and just write WTF and send them the sticker. <laughs> if you put a couple of drops of lemon oil, that the gummy residue is gone. Yes. And that's like magical to me. It'll anyway. also Lemon oil will also clean uh, garlic and onion off of your hands and off of knives. Oh, garlic. I wrote things in my notes about garlic. Garlic's wonderful, in addition to keeping away vampires, but go ahead. Yes. Um, I'm trying to find which section I put my little garlic notes under. There's, there's, I found so many things you can do with garlic. Oh, one thing you can do is you can take garlic and, like, squeeze it till like, the juice, the snowy juice is on your fingers. Mm-hmm. And you can, you can um, 
with that oil, draw symbols of protection for you on your front door. So like, you know, I would draw a cross. You might draw a pentagram. Um, what are other symbols of protection? Oh, a, a star of David, a six-pointed star. Okay. A spiral or a circle. Yes, a spiral or a circle would be good too. Um, and so you draw that over it. You can also plant little garlic cloves outside your front door or just inside your front door in plants if you have an apartment, and that will enable little cloves to protect your home from um, negative entities. Oh, that's a nice thing to know. Yeah. I guess um, earthbounds don't like garlic, just like vampires. I don't know. Well, I'll keep that in mind. Absolutely, yeah. Um, So, you know, we can... A lot of this has to do with with the historical viewpoint of of the herb or the plant or the stones because stones help us clear our houses as well uh and but then some of it just has to do with really the chemistry of of how something works mm-hmm. for example uh like like the lemon or the garlic and and how that works um, I've been reading a ton of things on things to keep mosquitoes away mm-hmm. you know. You know what? One of the best things in the world. There are two herbs that that I have been able to ascertain, both from um, personal testing and from reading, are the two best herbs for keeping um, mosquitoes away. Hmm. Lavender mm-hmm. and patchouli oil. Oh, which we already love. Which we already love. Doesn't that work out well? Yeah, yeah. And now I know why I don't usually get bitten by mosquitoes when I go places. That's right. They don't like the patchouli oil. I hate my patchouli oil. Um, you know what is also great for your home is salt. Absolutely. Salt will it's take care of all sorts of things. So many things. Um, like in Scott Cunningham's book, Magical Housekeeping, he says before you move into a new home, he says that the first thing you bring into that home is symbolic. And I thought, well, God, who knows what I brought into my home? You know, I have no idea. Do you not do you not know that I don't maybe this is a southern tradition I'm not sure but when somebody is moving into a new home mm-hmm. we give them a penny oh. uh, a loaf of bread and a and a box of salt and the penny is for abundance for financial abundance the bread is so they will of course will never be hungry and the salt is so that they will always be protected That is really cool huh? then the Southern I've, tradition I've that I know I've been given chocolate chip cookies. That's about it. Well, hey, they've got salt in them, don't they? That's right. That's right. <laughs> so he recommends if you move into a new location that the first thing you bring in is salt because he said salt represents abundance and protection. That yeah. it used to be traded for money and, you know, all that. You know, when we well, think about when you and I do house clearings, what do we tell people to do? to put bowls of salt water in the corners. Yes, yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Like if you, let's say like you and your partner have had a really bad fight or let's say that you had like a really crappy day at work and you came home and you just kind of cried all night long and just felt like, Bleh. if there's any type of that heavy energy in your home from anything going on, the next day just take a, like, take a couple little Dixie cups of salt. If you don't have pets around, you can put them on the floor. If you do, put them up high. Or if you have a cat who can go up high, just cover them. But put the salt um, out so that it can absorb that negative energy and ask it to absorb that negative energy. And then when you come home at the end of the day, take that salt and then just give it back to the earth outside. Um, I have a I have an embarrassing story to tell. When okay. I was um, at Janet Nehoevac's, you know, uh, spiritual spiritualist church. Right. We were outside, and we were talking about protection techniques. And in front of her front door and in her back door of her church are these huge silver garbage cans, like like the kind that Oscar lived in. I haven't seen, like, those traditional silver cans in forever. And they're filled with salt, and it has salt and big black markers written on it. And I said to my newfound friends at the workshop, I said, wow, Janet sure does take protection seriously. They laughed so long and hard at me that I started laughing. You know, like when you laugh and you don't know why you're laughing? Right. And finally I said, what's so funny? And they were like, honey, you really are from the South now. (laughs) They said, the salt is for the winter. (laughs) (laughs) You 
have lived in a while, haven't you? <laughs> I was like, oh, God, I've said it before. I earned these blonde roots. So <laughs> I thought it was for protection for all the mediumship they do in there. <laughs> How very right. funny. How anyway, let me take a quick break to tell everybody about Audible. Oh, yeah, please do. I've Got some good hey, little book recommendations. Okay. Um, if you go to audibletrial.com backslash psychic teachers, you'll get a free one-month trial of Audible. Um, the great thing about it is that you can download a book, and if you don't like it, it just doesn't match with you. Or sometimes I'll download a book on Audible, and I like the book, but the narrator's voice drives me crazy. No problem. You just email Audible, tell them I don't like that book, and then you get another free one for that month. And even if you do join the membership, you can always switch it out that way, which I think is really cool. So if you like us and you'd like to support us, go to audibletrial.com backslash psychic teachers. Um, Scott Cunningham does have a book in Audible. It's called Wicca, A Guide for the Solitary Practitioner. And if you haven't checked out Scott Cunningham's work, I think I can speak for Deb in saying that we recommend it. Oh, um, you know, yeah, absolutely. Scott, for somebody who is just interested in looking at the pagan path, uh, Scott's book or books are a great introduction. Yeah, um, and for all of you new or hope hope to be new moms, I found a really neat book looking up magical housekeeping books that has nothing to do with magical housekeeping, but I thought I'd recommend it anyway. It's called Magical Beginnings: Enchanted Lives: A Guide to Pregnancy and Childbirth by Deepak Chopra. Doesn't that look neat? Well, who knew he wrote that? I know. And then I found a little fiction book that looked cute for summer reading. It's called Brownies and Broomsticks, A Magical Bakery Mystery Book One by Bailey Cates. And it's about a little witch who works at a a bakery. Well, isn't that cute? You add witchcraft and baking and I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you order it and let me know about it, okay? Will do. And can I just say, I don't know if this is out on Audible or not, but the new Saints, the new Simone... (gasps) James, James is wonderful. I cannot wait to share it with you. I'm, you know, I read. Okay, so I read this book that Deb hated and I loved. It's by Libba Bray called The Diviners. Do you yep. remember Deb? Yes. I thought it was so cool. It takes place in 1920s New York City. Anything in 1920s anywhere, I love. Um, and it's about these these girls, and they're at this party, and they bring out the Ouija board, and they unleash an ancient old serial killer who lives in New York City. Can you all hear this? Samantha loves this. I I hated this book. She hated it. And this, like, evil person starts menacing New York City, and these these young people who don't even know that they're mediums are suddenly, like, drawn together. And one of them works at this amazing, like, mystical paranormal research society. Anyway, I loved it. It's called The Diviners by Libba Bray. And I'm reading her first book called A Great and Terrible Beauty right now, and I really like it. Okay, dear. Yeah, all right. Just thought I'd share that. Gotcha. All right. Okay. All right, back, back to magical house. housekeeping. Okay, I need to say a couple of cautionary things here about this. Okay. Um, because, you know, we often think when we hear the word herb, we think organic and natural and okay and healthy and good for us. Let me just say that uh, Socrates and hyssop and, and, you know, and bye-bye, you know. So not mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there, there are um, a hawthorn or whatever it was he took. So that is not necessarily true. There are herbs that can kill you, so be careful. Um, it is also important that if you're using essential oils that you are sure you are using really good, high-quality oils. Uh, some, Some are actually extracted from their plant with harmful solvent chemicals. So be sure that you are using 100% pure essential organic oils from trusted suppliers. Now, um, I've heard if it says therapeutic grade, then that means it's 100%. And and that may be true. I can't okay. speak to that. Um, I just, I know that, um, I know a lot of people really trust doTERRA and Young, Young Living, Living Oils. Yeah. Um, I I don't I buy most of my things from Mountain Rose Herbs, um, and they are not paying me to offer that commercial for them. But I have a lot of trust in their work, and and what they everything I've ever bought from them was wonderful. 
so, um, you know, so be sure that you're using the real deal here, okay? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. oils go bad. Um, just like, you know, think about what olive oil eventually goes rancid, right? Mm-hmm. Well, so you have to be very careful about about the oils that you use, and they begin to break down over time. Um, and they also begin to break down plastic if they're stored in plastic. So you should probably store your homemade cleaning products in labeled dark glass containers out of light, just to be sure about that. Um, and uh, to be uh, very careful about mixing things. You know, Samantha, I, I I like to cook, and I'm a pretty good housekeeper, I think, but home ec was not my thing. Some people listening to this might not even remember the days when we had to take home economics class. And I was supposed to be making biscuits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what I kind of got was this volcano where I mixed uh, baking soda and, God, I've forgotten now what it was, but it bubbled vinegar? up. But, uh, vinegar or something like that. Anyway, it was not good. Oh, that's not good. So, wow. Okay. Um, I have some other cool things to mention that don't really have anything to do with housekeeping, but they're magical. Is oh, it okay well, if I mention? Right. Okay. This I I found this one, um, and if anyone's interested in it, you can just Google Mercury Retrograde Protection Bag. Did you know there was such a thing? No, because I don't believe I need protection from Mercury Retrograde, but that's okay. Okay. All right. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> don't have your prowess in this. We need these bags. You can make one yourself. This is Sasha Graham's, I don't know, recipe, I guess you could call it. Uh-huh. So she says you take the world card from the from a Decker Tarot, mm-hmm. which represents that all is well in your world. Mm-hmm. You take 10 dimes. Now she says that dimes have 118 ridges, which equate down to 10, which represents a happy cycle. And she also says that dimes and silver are sacred to Mercury. I've never read that before. But Mercury silver kind of makes sense. Okay, then you take a feather, which represents air and speed, and then a stick of sandalwood incense. Got it? So it's a world card, ten dimes, a feather, a stick of sandalwood. She says you focus on the world card and you see your world flowing perfectly and smoothly. You break the incense stick in half, you place half in the bag, you light the other, you move each dime in a circle around the world and pass it through the incense smoke on each turn as you do, place in the bag, and then you move the feather in the same way around the circle of the world, affirming and visualizing that all is well in your world before putting it in the bag, and then you repeat three times. I like what she wrote. Mercury retrograde, let me be. Your influence stay far away from me. Isn't well, that cute? It is, that is cute. But you, you know, I, I, that's lovely. That's cute, and, and and I bet it's helpful to people. Um, I think what Mercury retrograde re- really does is ask us to be more conscious of what we say and what we, yeah. Yeah. and how we treat uh, and connect with electronics around us. You know. I, um, Sometimes folks laugh at the crystals on my computer, but, um, you know, I'm really happy to have those crystals on my um, computer, and I think they help, you know. I just believe it. Well, helps. you know what? Like, when I add basil, um, I have that little Swiffer steam jet thing, which I love, and it has this little basin of water, and it heats up, so I feel like I'm germ-proofing my floors, too. And then I add, like, my little basil drops to it. Um, whenever I do that, it's it's not like I'm, I think I'm doing witchcraft or I think the basil is going to magically bring money into my house. But what it does is it reminds me that I'm in control of my luck. Do you know what I mean? Like, because sometimes I think when we get in a bad luck cycle in life, have you ever noticed that when something bad happens to you and then something else bad happens to you, it's like snowballs? Right. And suddenly you're like in this rut. I think what happens is that we lose sight of the fact that we have control of our lives. Sometimes we feel that life happens to us and we forget to go out and happen to life. And so I love these rituals because 
you know, whether it's my intent that makes them work or that little hardworking basil leaf, I don't know. But what I do know is that it reminds me that I'm in charge of my life and that I can make it good or I can make it crappy. I agree with you wholeheartedly and, while I I think and believe absolutely as you do, that I am, am in control and that if I'm working with something that has a natural propensity to increase what I'm doing with working with me like the basil, that's a great thing. I also believe that part of house cleaning and clearing and just really what I call reclaiming space, um, in in my home is also a time and a way for me to connect with what with my spiritual side. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know when when and you and I talked about this on this show before when my windows are clean um, and the sunlight pours in and I've cleaned the front door with vinegar and the and everything sparkly and there's light coming into my house. That light is real, and it is also mm-hmm. symbolic of light coming into my life and into my home. Um, I, I never close curtains except in my bedroom. I, I just don't close curtains. No. Um, you know, I just really feel like that's an important part of, of my world. And um, so I think it's about intention, as you say, and it's about connection, and it's about um, honoring, you know, To look at stuff sometimes when I'm dusting, and I think, okay, here I am dusting this. Do I love this? Is it really something that's important for me to have in my world? Um, Sometimes it brings back a flood of memories and connection and love to the people that gave it to me, for example. So, So there can be a lot more to just, doing those that daily or weekly or however often chore that we we do those chores to really thinking about the meaning and the intent and the connection behind what we're doing. Mhm. Yeah. That's the magic. Mm-hmm. It, it's the magic of connection for me. Yeah, I think well said. I think you're absolutely right. And I think too if you are dusting and cleaning and you come across something that doesn't bring up great memories, you know, donate it give it away. Don't sell it. Well, I mean, come on. If it's like a sterling silver tea set, sell it. But I mean, if it's just like a sweater that you don't like anymore, rather than, um, you know, selling it at a garage sale, donate it uh, to charity because what that does is it, it subconsciously reminds you that you have enough to give away. So it, again, affirms abundance. Yeah, absolutely. And and there's a comment in the chat room about me clearly not living in a situation where I have to close curtains and and whatnot and and yes that's it's true. true it is true i'm very blessed with that um but you know it's 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 even like um oh but can i just say something my um when my dad had an apartment in the city and he had like one whole side of his apartment had no windows and you know what he did he bought stained glass windows and hung them up right to remind him of light that should be there. And that was I thought that was a really cool thing. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean that's a lovely thing to do. It, it really is. And you know, even when um, when I'm cleaning out the wood stove, whether I'm cleaning in the winter, when I'm cleaning out the stove because it's time to um, make you know the the ashes need to be emptied to move on here. Uh, whether I'm doing it then or whether I'm cleaning it out in the spring for the season, there's there's a again there's that notion of you know yes it's dusty and and I got to dust in the room and whatnot and, and do all those things when I've got ash dust everywhere, but it's also a part of that cycle of of saying thank you to the logs that went into that wood stove and thank you for the ashes that now go in my garden. So again, it's it's about an awareness. There's um, a really fun open door ritual that Deb and I recommend to our clients all the time, where yes. you just every day for 21 days, if you can start on a new moon, do so. If not, it's fine. But every morning, open up your front door and say, "I now open the door to health, wealth, love, and joy. Welcome." 
Health, wealth, love, love and, joy. and joy. Health, wealth, love, and joy. Welcome. Wonderful. And just open up your door and say that. It's an, it's an old feng shui ritual, um, but it really does work. It really, really does. Um, you can also clean out your wallet. If you're trying to work on abundance, clean out your wallet. I'm talking especially to men. I feel like my husband has receipts in his wallet, I swear, from 1998. <laughs> um, yeah, that is another good thing to do. Absolutely it is. Somebody's talking here about dogs that put noses all over windows. And, you know, you, if we dealt with that, we'd have to clean the windows every day. I have to tell a quick story. My my mom, uh, even though she turned over the house cleaning to me at a very young age, was a real clean freak. She It had to be just so. And any kind of uh, fingerprints on doors or, or whatnot just drove her nuts until she had grandchildren. And I came to visit my mom when my nephew was born, and, and he was just toddling. And she has a, had a, a glass uh, door, you know, just a solid piece of glass. And there were little grape jelly fingerprints all over that door. And I walked in and I said, Ma, what's up with that? Why have you not gotten rid of those? She says, aren't those the most precious things you've ever seen, those little handprints? Oh. See how values change? Yeah, 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 yeah. So feel that way about your dog's nose prints on the windows is all I'm saying, you know. <laughs> okay. Um something you can add to your wallet for abundance? Now, I read this, so tell me if you agree with it. I haven't tried this. You can take a bag of green tea, imagine green light surrounding the tea bag, draw a money symbol on it, and put it in your wallet. Well, now, isn't that an interesting thing? I have a, um, I actually have a little uh, wallet that's a tea bag wallet in my purse. It has little pockets in it for different tea bags. Oh, so I that's carry, cute. I always carry tea with me. That's really, really cute. Isn't well, you cute? and I made our own money tokens for our wallets. And Which they I do still work. have in my wallet. Me too. Um, and it really does work. We just put, um, what did we put on the front side? It's the, um, it was a star, the of star of David. And it's got the eights in all the corners and our initials in the center. And then on the opposite side, I put... Um, my my symbol, which is the Gemini, and you put the Libra. Uh-huh. And then um, I put symbols around that that represented money for me. Like I put the symbol for Jupiter because that's the planet of good luck. I looked up the runes and I wrote down the rune symbol for good luck and abundance. A couple of other symbols I put on there. Anyway, and I did it on a green circle and I put it in my wallet. Yeah, just the size of a quarter. I mm-hmm. also, on the back of mine, put the date. That I uh, uh, that I did it. That you created it, yeah. I think I put my birth date on mine. I have found so I did one that was to the letter that the instructions said. I got it from a book called Crafting Abundance, Crafting a Magical Life. I think is what it's called, and and I lost it. Remember, Deb? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the person at the grocery store who found that? <laughs> Just been like, <gasps> um. <laughs> So it just fell out of my wallet, and money was just flying out of my life left and right. And I was like, what the heck is happening? And I was cleaning out my wallet, and I was like, oh, my little token is gone. So I made another one, but I didn't have the book anymore. So I just did it from memory, and I added my own personal symbols to it. That thing has brought me more abundance than I have ever had. Uh And I think it's because I, I didn't follow it to the letter of the law. I think it's so important when you're doing these rituals to add your own sparkle to it. Yeah, absolutely. And the and the same is true with this whole notion of clearing your house. While we can tell you that, you know, salt and sage and lemon and vinegar and all that stuff that, you know, you kinda of hear about these days, uh, works really well, but if your real affinity is to another oil, then use that. For example, yeah. when I'm yeah. uh, sometimes I will take uh, rather than using lemon oil, I'll use bergamot. Of the smell of the orange and the bergamot. Oh, I do too. That's a calming smell for to me. Yeah, me too. Me too. So, 
so so the whole point of this is awareness and connection with nature to clear your space. That's, That's the whole, right. what we talked about tonight. That's right. We hope it's been helpful to you. And yeah, we're and, and just to remind yourself, too, that you have control of your happiness and your joy. We don't have control over what happens to us in life, but we do have control over how we respond to what happens to us in life. That's right. Absolutely. So go out there and clean your house and be in control, everybody. <laughs> uh, we we thank you all so much for being with us. Um, we are We are just delighted. We will be back with you next week. Uh, and we do hope that this Oh, and don't forget to like us on Facebook, and if you can, leave a comment in iTunes because it helps more people find us. Absolutely. Sorry. And in the meantime, everyone, be the light. Be the light, everybody. Good night and thank Good night. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.